Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Alyssa, Alyssa, I can't do today's, I can't even, I can't do today's podcast. Why? Alyssa, my brain is, it's sprained. My brain is sprained. (laughs) My brain, it's like an ankle. Okay, Alyssa, you know how you sprain an ankle and then you, that's my brain. Okay. So (laughs) is that a good hall pass? What do you are you happy to see this Jax or are you unhappy to see this Jax? Because um, I'm kind of happy with this week's problematic Jax, like coming back so aggressively, which is very fucked up of me, but I'm into it. I'm excited to see what he does next after he gets bored with lit method. <laughs> Meaning yeah. who's he gonna have sex with? Because that's the bread and butter of the show, you know? Yeah. Uh, and Brittany knows sh- it's coming. He should just go off of Adderall. He's like abusing Adderall. It's going to make you like freaked out. It's like doing speed all the time if you don't need it. Like, what is he doing? There's other ways to lose weight, you know? And yeah, and it makes you not hungry. And he's working out three times a day. And you like need to be eating if you're working out three times a day. Truly, I think Jax is going to die of a heart attack like by next season like it's Jesus not, it's not a sustainable scenario have you seen I saw a side-by-side online this week that was like Jack for, Jack Jack's 40 years old Leah of Real Housewives of New York 37 and yeah like, isn't oh. Teddy like 34 35 too yeah like, what the fuck? yeah he's it's gonna die a- he Any is, day. I would love a death. I would love a death on Vanderpump. Let's pick up the series a little bit. This is what I'm here for. I'm not here to like watch you like talk over your kitchen counter about like your depression and like how you're angry all the time. I want you to die or fuck someone. That's the contract we signed at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Oh, do we, is this, are we starting merch now? Is that, should that be on a shirt? (laughs) I want you to die or fuck someone. So that's how we felt about Vanderpump. We're still boycotting, talking about the underclassmen of the series. The new weird love triangle that is just, we're not interested. We're not here for it. (laughs) Bye. Was there anything else interesting on Vanderpump? They had the dueling pool parties, um, which <laughs> is like, exhausted. yeah, I'm just like, guys, what do we think? What show do we think we're making here? Like, let's get back on track with what we've been promised. And you sustained successfully for five seasons. I know you have it in you. I will say one thing that's become very apparent having these new people around is like everyone just thinks that reality TV stars are like untalented idiots who happen to you know, do stupid stuff on camera that ends up being funny. And it's become very clear to me that the original cast of Vanderpump Rules is very skilled at what they do, whether they like know it or not. And this new cast of people is not interesting to watch. Do you agree? I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's they I think they think that they're cracking the code and they couldn't be farther from it. I will say to make you to do a little uh, on the flip side of you wanting people to die that you do <laughs> love James Kennedy's sobriety. I do. It's so sweet. Like it's so 
like a parent that he just wants to be included and every time he gets invited to something he cannot contain how excited he is and then Raquel is all <laughs> proud of him and I don't know I just think it's really nice and I hope it, it keeps is going. yeah it is it's very joyous I do I think it's very fun uh, and I was I, all I'll say about the two pool parties is I was just like so envious of people getting to hang out at all. That's yeah. uh, where I'm at in my little quarantine TV watching phase. I'm like, oh, this looks fun. You guys are just sitting next to each other talking. That must yeah. be a blast. That's totally <laughs> true. I feel like people keep saying, like, how are they going to do the next season because of this whole pandemic issue? And it's like they live a block from each other. I mean, you yeah. could seeming i mean technically they could quarantine sort of all together at each other's houses and they could just set up cameras like summer house or something yeah you could have like we we have like a little quarantine pack with our friend ryan who's our little neighbor and like you can have a little pact where you're still safe and you wear your gloves and you're at a distance but you still see each other yeah and frankly they owe it to us and like, at the <laughs> beginning of this stassi and katie were together because stassi's house wasn't ready so and there's no way they're not hanging out with each other like no absolutely no way yeah i have no. faith that like we could do something interesting in the next season. And then unfortunately, <laughs> all the other new people live too far away, so they can't be included. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, man. Let's talk about Denise Richards really like bringing her A game this season. I'm this, fucking yeah. Denise Richards, Kyle. I oh, love that. I, love I really it. think Kyle was out of line. It also didn't make any sense because like if you have a brain, you understand that Denise Richards is a movie star and has definitely done glam before. And I like that Denise, like, has never used, used the I'm Denise Richards card until this point. And now she's like, I've been on every single magazine cover these bitches wish they could be on. And yes. Good for you, it's Denise. so good. It's so good. Because I've said to you that when we first read that Denise Richards was joining the cast, I think this was, like, what I fantasized about. Her just being like, I'm fucking Denise Richards. Mm -hmm. And then she wasn't her first season. She was still very cool and likable, but was, like, this very, like, laid back, almost tomboy type personality who was just, like, trying to catch up with everybody. And now to see her pulling out all those stops because she's been cornered into it is the way better version of her being like, no, what? You're being a fucking asshole, Kyle. And I am a fucking movie star. So yeah. don't fucking come for me. I love it. I think it's so great. Um, I am like <laughs> kind of haunted by the fact that this episode was called Let the Mouse Go because I had a very traumatic experience in my yard this week with Fredo and a mouse. Have uh -oh. I told you about this? No. <laughs> Fredo caught a mouse oh, no. in his mouth. And truly the day before I said to my friend Sam and Meg that like I won't be able to handle the day he like brings me a bird or a rabbit or yeah. something. But I never pictured it being this little mouse. And I was calling him back into the house and he turned and he had the little like tail sticking out of his mouth. <gasps> And he was very like he wasn't in this like beast mode, like killing machine kind type thing. He was just like kind of curious and like looked at me like, what is this? Like, what is going on? And I'm <laughs> screaming and then Tony runs out and then we're both screaming. And then he's like coming to the door to like give it to me because that's yeah. what they do. And I'm slamming the door and I'm like, leave me alone. And you can hear it, <laughs> Alyssa, screaming. It's like the little mouse is like, ah. It's, it was it's, alive still? It was alive. Yeah, it was alive. And eventually Tony oh, got no. it out of his mouth and the and the mouse ran away. It was limping but not bloody. So <laughs> let's pray for the <laughs> Let's pray for the mouse. But I was like very, very, very traumatized. It was like I uh, 
I can't even handle it. And then I sat down with a glass of wine, ready to forget this whole experience. And I turn on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and it's called Let the Mouse Go. And I was like, what the fucking fuck? Oh, my God. Well, but, yeah, uh, that's whew. a... I dogs like think that that's a toy or something like my dog growing up she would we had these like baby birds that would get pushed out of the nest like too soon and they like didn't have Aww. any feathers or anything on and I guess they just like didn't know how to fly and she <laughs> anything would... on like they were nothing yeah clothes. no no glam on the baby birds <laughs> <laughs> she and like Kyle Richards would have a real fucking problem with it <laughs> Um, and my dog would like you, she would come in sort of like she was ashamed of herself and she wouldn't be like opening her mouth and you're like, oh no, what's in your mouth? And then she, and sometimes she like wouldn't let it go. And so you had to like take her mouth and be like, give it, give it to me. (laughs) Um, and sometimes she would just be like, and just like put the bird right in front of you and be like, do you like it? And you'd be like, you got to stop doing this, man. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so crazy talking to you and like Tony and people who grew up with dogs are like, yeah, this is like a thing that dogs do. Like it sucks, but you kind of got to get over it. And I've been dreaming of having a dog my whole life, but never had one. And so this is like, (laughs) oh my God, I didn't know that you didn't grow up with a dog. How come your family just like didn't want an animal around or something? Yeah. My parents are crazy people. And my mom is like kind of fearful of most dogs she's had like a couple bad experiences and then my dad is just a crazy person and doesn't care for dogs I had fish or I had fish and birds growing up which uh people like to make fun of because that makes me a weird bird girl I guess birds are terrifying though like I had a bird and they imprint on one person and then they're so mean to everybody else who's around them and it imprinted Mm -hmm. on my mom because she would like feed it and then my mom it was a love bird named lovey and then it gave my mom pneumonia and we had to give it away <laughs> oh my god yeah. <laughs> we gave insane. it to a vet who was like i'll take care of the bird it's fine but like how can it di- like the bird was carrying the the disease of pneumonia or like yeah. she got like allergic to it is that how it happened so i think like she you know i was a kid so she was cleaning the bird cage and stuff and i think the poop can give you a disease you know like if you accidentally like inhale something or whatever i mean you know she's a very clean person but they're shockingly dirty creatures yeah Yeah. every time i had a bird just from like caring for the bird and then it was like sorry lovey has to go and i was like that's okay because lovey like pecks me to death and wants me to bleed out and die in front of her (laughs) so um you can take lovey i guess yeah they're very scary pets honestly it's just a little terrifying asher was a dick to everyone but me and they really do poop a lot but yeah yeah this is my first dog so i am certainly learning a lot (sighs) and when you fantasize about having a puppy you just like don't imagine him bringing you a little mouse in his mouth but thank god tony was here i'm terrified of the day it happens and tony's not here but i hope like my my like maternal instincts kick in and I could just like handle it. Yeah. You just got to get a good pair of gloves. I feel like I can handle almost any creature if I have like a solid pair of rubber gloves on and some way to like deal with it where it's not going to like come at me, you know? Right. Yeah. He did go he, when he didn't realize when he didn't realize that the mouse was still alive oh, no. and he just thought it was dead. He's shouting to me in the kitchen and he goes, bring me a spatula. And oh, I was no. like, a spatula spatula and he was like yeah I gotta like and he is wearing gloves but he was like I still I want to pick it up and like get it out of the yard somehow safely 
And I was like, <laughs> well, the, we have two spatulas. One's a good spatula and one's a bad spatula. And the bad spatula is in the dishwasher and the dishwasher is running. And I really don't want to give you the good spatula. <laughs> I really love the good spatula. And then in this time that we're screaming at each other about the spatula, the mouse comes back to life and it runs away. Oh, so we were no. okay, that's good. luckily all my, the mouse is fine. And just as importantly, my good spatula is fine. Oh, great. Perfect. And it's clean <sighs> now. I'm probably put away. <laughs> yeah, everything is all clean and put away. And I l- didn't let Fredo out into the yard for the rest of the day. I like, took him on all of these walks around the neighborhood because I was like, I can't let you go. I'm like too scarred. That's so funny. But anyway. What do we else? think of Sutton? Is she like insane? What's going on with her? She was having like I, a PTSD like breakdown. I do think she's just like, I don't you think there's a little bit of it where she's just misunderstood because she, this is going to sound really like basic and elementary, but she just talks differently than the girls like sure she has like kind of a dramatic little southern flair to her which is fine and but she does speak in a sort of um dramatic and pointed way that all of the other girls are taking very literally and so when she told Dorit that she was gonna flip out Dorit being like well I didn't know what you were gonna do like that sounded so insane to me and I I've been in Sutton's shoes where you I've like gone to a party and thought oh no what if so-and-so is here and I could totally see myself turning to you and being like I'm gonna freak out like and all that means is I'm uncomfortable yeah like Like, I really don't want to be like yeah I'm stressed yeah but uh I at the same time I feel I that's all I'll say on defending her because I think that she's a piece of work and she also is like kind of cuckoo but I just think it's uh it's her not diving with the group which can happen when you're like a new person yeah it's interesting she's a big question mark for me it'll be interesting to see how she develops with everybody else um let's talk about dorit and buca de beppo (laughs) yeah what the freaking fuck the first thing i thought was like okay you know how there's like the pope room at the buca de beppo and city walk where there's like it's all Pope themed and then the Pope's head is in like a glass box and you can spin it around and they'll bring it to you if you request it. I did not know that and okay. now I do and I don't know how to feel about it. You're talking to somebody. So the Pope room is like a very special fancy room. Uh, I, you know, grew up near here or near like uh, Universal and all of that. And so sometimes before our school dances, it was like a special treat to go out to dinner with everyone in your like dance group um, and have like homecoming dinner at Buca de Beppo at City Walk and then drive back up to Agora and go to the dance, which just oh seems like God. such a fucking hassle. Um, so I've been in the Pope room like a bunch of times and I was just like, I pray to God that there is a Dorit room at this Encino Buca de Beppo. <laughs> like that would be, I mean, I would have like every birthday party there. It'd I cannot awesome. wait to go. I cannot wait to go. I, I I think it's such a weird, funny, like she who thinks she's such this like cool, high class, high fashion, like socialite. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to have a room in the Buca de Beppo. Like, what do we think that even means? Is it like the Lisa Vanderpump cocktail garden in Vegas? Like, yeah, but I, like, because uh, isn't Buca de Beppo is like an upper scale olive garden? Yeah. It's like a Maggiano's or, you know, maybe yeah. like a Cheesecake Factory adjacent, but specifically Italian. That's how mm. I think of it. 
Mm. It's also just such a weird time to be doing this, considering they have all of these financial woes and all yes. of this negative attention, which they talk about. They're like, I do you think it's the right time to get into the <laughs> restaurant business. And I'm like, hold up. She's not getting into the re- she's not opening a restaurant. She's opening a room. Here's the other weird thing that I like told you a little bit about. Um, I think Buca de Beppo like has a deal with Universal Studios because so Bravo is owned by Universal. It's the same mm. like parent company. Company. They have a universal um, city walk, Buca de Beppo. And then when you and I worked on a show, you were in a show called I Feel Bad. You played like a hot neighbor who like goes to Bali a lot and has like not a care in the world and you were recurring because you were so good and um when I was in the writer's room on that show they Buca de Beppo was basically like mention us as much as you want and we'll give you free food so I feel like there must be some sort of like business deal between Buca and like the universal subsidiaries you know what I I love this do you think then that they like brought it to the cast of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and then Dorit was like Yes, I love it. Yes, yeah, let's do it. That's I honestly think so. <laughs> spectacular. I love that. I'm so it. I'm I'm here for it. And once everything is lifted, we're gonna go eat some fucking ziti in the Dorit Kempsley room. Yes, amazing. Hell yeah. Um, was that? It that was like kind of it for a real house size of Beverly Hills. Yeah, I think. Oh, so. except for could we talk about how amazing Kyle's cleavage was? Oh yeah, she did real good. It was. Uh, I just thought it, it was looked like, really great. Yeah, it was pushed together, but then you couldn't see the bra, so it was like it looked very. It was like an optical illusion. Yeah, very good. Great, yeah. great cleavage, Kyle. Terrible great behavior, job. but great cleavage. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I wanted to tell you before we get into Real Housewives of New York that. We did a really cool Survivor episode weeks and weeks ago with our guest Charlotte, and I knew I wanted to start Survivor, but I was like, I'll get too addicted, and I like don't know if I have the hours in the day right now to do it. And then quarantine happened, and I started Survivor. And <laughs> with the help of my friend Tyler, I've Tony and I have both started watching uh, this like curated list of seasons that he thinks we'll enjoy in a certain order, and I watched... Uh, Heroes versus Villains, which had Parvati in it, who was a big focus of our episode. And it was very cool to like finally see her. And now I'm watching season 27, Blood versus Water. And it has Jarvis on it, who Spike brought up in our episode, our most recent episode when we were guests on The Rights to Ricky Sanchez, Mm -hmm. who is like, he says it's like a motivational speaker, basically, in Philadelphia (laughs) from just like being on Survivor. Uh And it's so funny to see him in this context because he is now on the season 14 years after season one of Survivor and he like comes back and Tony and I are just cracking up because he it's hard to imagine him being a motivational speaker because he's like really struggling his way through this season because he's like wow that my body's not the way it was 13 years ago and it's like no man it no it's 13 years later but also we're so fascinated because he's wearing a Philadelphia Eagles shirt in every single episode and I want to know so badly I have to do some research on this if he like got the rights to wear that shirt yeah that's so interesting because the NFL is like notorious notoriously kind of stingy like you can't even say the NFL without their permission on a TV yeah. show so I wonder if it's like maybe not a mainstream logo or something what do you think is it does it look yeah, official it's, it's not the the bird it, but it is it's definitely the like a, a Philadelphia Eagles font 
Philadelphia Eagles shirt. So I really want to get to the bottom of it because it's Survivor is such a big fucking show. I could see. And if he really is this like sort of Philadelphia personality like them sort of breaking the rules for him. I don't know. But I'm going to do some research on the Super Bowl every year. Does the what? CBS host the Super Bowl. Is it on CBS every year? I think it is. Right. So maybe they have a connection to the NFL that way. Because mm. Survivor is also on CBS. See, listen, if you guys want to hear a whole podcast about <laughs> clearances <laughs> for broadcast networks, I'm your girl. <laughs> I can tell you all the dirty secrets of being Hell a script yeah. coordinator who has to talk to legal all the time. <laughs> this but is what everyone yes. wants to hear, right? It's this so, is so fascinating. Glamorous. They don't want to hear about you being if an you- actress. <laughs> Taylor's like, I was hanging out with Kourtney Kardashian. I'm like, let me tell you about this email chain I got on about the rights to say the NFL on an NBC show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, Real Housewives of New York City. Alyssa, why is it, it, it you are... <laughs> I have never reacted so viscerally to a photo being sent to me than you impersonating the boxing coach Martin last night while watching that. You, how did this come about? Were you already wearing that outfit? Okay, what's, so what's I was the wearing the Ricky shirt. Um, first of all, thank you. And second of all, I was wearing the Ricky shirt, and then we just bought these bandanas off of Etsy. And I realized, like, oh, my God, I have a gray bandana. And also, my hair looks so much like this guy's hair. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I was like, wow. And then I and then I was like, wow, I'm sort of wearing a similar style shirt to him. I could probably, like, I was going to send a selfie. And then Mike was like, whoa, 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 whoa. If we're going to do this, we got to do it right. And he, like, directed me to look exactly like the guy and, like, framed it and took a picture. He's actually a pretty good uh like he will take one single picture of everything, but it's always like an excellent picture. It's very stressful. Wow. Um, it's very stressful. I'm like, please yeah, give he me options. He's job. like, no, we just need the one. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I just threw it all together and I was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta put this out in the world. <laughs> it's I'm amazing. So confused about this guy because you know, New York city, I'm sure has a bunch of very fancy, boxing like boutique studios that would love to be featured on a bravo show and tinsley it seems like they just turn to somebody on the crew and it's like hey do you want to punch a socialite like what where did they find this guy i think that's such a good point yeah there's so many like cool sexy fab fit fun type boxing spots and this place looks first of all very hardcore if you look in the back there's like it's like a real fucking boxing gym And he is just, he is both someone, I love the people like this on reality TV who are like all at once made for and yet completely not supposed to be on camera. Yeah. Like he is such a character, but like so not, (laughs) I don't even know how to describe him. And him making fun of their names is my everything. He's like, "Your what's your fucking name? Tinsley, T- Tortimer, what what is what is this?" And then Dorinda, he's like, "Dorito." <laughs> it's also like he's just he's you know doing this every day, you know, working out with people, and then probably goes home to like a not very impressive apartment and has like limited money and just like gets up and does this again every day. And Tinsley, who's like a fucking 
rich trust fund socialite who's married like every single guy within a mile whose family like has an oil fortune is like crying about how fucked up her life is and i'm like can you just get a little perspective on martin for a second a hundred percent literally wearing like a cartier bracelet to box like what are we doing you know she's wearing so much jewelry it stresses me out it's crazy um but yeah i love him he's great i'm glad they keep bringing him back I wanted to talk about also that Luann kind of put into words something that I've been trying to articulate for years now when she said, listen, I'm not even really like into online shopping. So a dick pic is really of no interest to me. (laughs) And I was like, that's perfect that's it she's like i just it is not it's not stimulating like, to me anyway yeah. like i it's not interesting to me it doesn't like i'm not here for it either i i would rather i when i'm shopping for clothes i want to touch it i want to see it i want to interact with it and that's <laughs> my same policy with dicks great job luann <laughs> i appreciate that that's great i think it's great i think yeah. it's great i've never understood you the never know you know you're buying phenomena. stuff and it could be like way smaller than you realize <laughs> You know, like in the picture, it looks very big. But compared to what? Like, I've had that problem with skirts and stuff. You know, I'm like, oh, it looks (laughs) like it goes down to here, but it's not. And then you get it and you're like, wow, I can barely fit it over myself, you know. So same. Same with dicks. This this (laughs) reminds me of a story that is not dirty, I promise. But it is that I was buying I like I think Pottery Barn was having a sale and I wanted like just a set of nice dinner napkins right and so I go just to have like if guests are over so it's not like we're using paper towels and I wanted to be good and reuse them whatever I go on Pottery Barn I buy these uh, napkins and then it recommends on the bottom do you want these candle holders and I look at them and I'm like I've actually been wanting like nice little tea light candle holders like we have them by our TV and they're very sweet and this one was perfect it was like black and wood and like very much my aesthetic and I loved it and I was like these are a little pricey but I really fucking love these I'm just gonna treat myself and I ordered them they showed up in the mail yesterday, Alyssa, and they are not tea light holders. They hold like fucking like church candelabra. Like they're like f- several pounds. They're these huge oh, no. candle holders, Alyssa. <laughs> and I got four. Like one of them is truly the size of my torso. And I got the pa- I was like, I got the package and it said Pottery Barn. And I was like, I only got napkins and tea light holders and they are not tea. And I, this is the second time now I've ordered something without looking at the dimensions. I accidentally have like an oversized clock because I, when I bought it, I was like, all clocks are kind of like clock sized. And then we got it and it's like, it's like the size of a whole wall. See, and this uh, is also applies to dick pics, you know? Yes! Being too small, not the only thing that could be scary so yeah just and you watch just, out you just never know you got to <laughs> read the dimensions you got to see the details it's all very important look maybe if you want to put a ruler in a dick pic you know next to your situation then will be more uh useful to us yep 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 so those are the notes if you're buying tea light candles make sure that it says tea light and if you're sending a dick pic just do it legit with a with a measuring 
tape. tape. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we have like such a topical episode this week because Dorinda really flipped the fuck out in this episode and mm-hmm. our um, interview is all about Dorinda and like getting into some of these dynamics that she seem to be struggling with in this week's episode and we have a very very funny guest um liz astroff who's a hilarious comedy writer um she's so successful truly watch every show she works on she's the best um also before we get into the interview we just wanted to say that um we've started announcing what shows we're going to be covering like earlier on in the week on our instagram so if you guys aren't following our instagram you could get a heads up and you know watch some of the stuff before we do a deep dive on it um it's table flipping podcast um on instagram so check us out and i hope i hope you guys enjoy bye i think everybody's acting very poorly i put in a big effort here i agree and this is my home i agree and i made a conscious choice not to invite sonia so we could all have a good time i agree so get your, I get, think it's a hey, disgrace hey, hey, hey. Okay, okay, of you okay, okay. people. Okay, okay. Dorinda. You know what? You go to our place. You We're hold sorry. your face to yourself. We're sorry. We have to I've cooked all day. I've decorated. I did it she nice. I'm ashamed. If no one can a day themselves, then you all go home. All right. Today we have a very exciting, very successful guest, a uh, comedy writer who has so many credits. It's hard to mm-hmm. list all of them, but just to name a few, King of Queens, uh, Trial and Error, one of my personal favorites. And she also has a delightful comedy at Fox this year uh, called Pivoting. It's a it's a pilot right now, and I, I've read it. It's excellent, and oh, fingers crossed it gets picked up. I loved it. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, also, the writer of the very funny book, Don't Wait Up, Confessions of a Stay at Work mom liz astroff welcome to the pod liz hi oh my god that's almost like it's almost anachronistic that i used to stay at work (laughs) yeah by the way my biggest fear was coming home to my family and now this is (laughs) like aversion therapy you manifested it yeah where you're like if you're afraid of spiders you're put into a bathtub of spiders that is exactly i'm in a bathtub of spiders right now you're in a bathtub of spiders (laughs) oh my god it is so I mean, and people are like, you have to write about this now. And I'm just thinking, I never want to hear about that. Nobody's going to want to hear about this again. Personally, I think it's going to be like 15 years before anyone can even even laugh. I'm just talking about it in my family. <laughs> perfect, perfect. But you guys day, don't have kids. So you're not like, is this like fun at all or no? No, it's not. I mean, no. it's not fun. I do feel grateful that we don't have kids to yeah. look after. But the other day it was, it, it's just like. It's sad. Any extra thing is like too much. Like I'm on the verge yes. of a nervous breakdown all the time. Like there was a smell we couldn't figure out in our living room. And I was like, I can't do it. And then I was like, wait, people are literally <laughs> dying. You have to just put this in perspective. Well, my psychiatrist <laughs> said last week, I was hoping a, that she would like up every single medication that I'm on by a thousand. But she was like, I said, you know, it could be so much worse. And cause my son's not going to have an elementary school graduation most yeah. likely. And like, we're, he's not spending his last few months with these kids and my daughters, you know, they're all like shut-ins now, but I was like, but you know what? We have a we have a house. We have food. We're not dying. And then she was like, no, it's bad for you too. It's bad. She goes, you're mourning. You're grieving. You're never going to get this time back. And I was like, yeah, but. And she was like, mm. but. Um, so she's <laughs> you're like, like but oh, you're. Great. So then the other day, my son sent back his um, pasta for lunch because it was too dry. And I th- went downstairs, and it was like three o'clock in the afternoon or twelve o'clock at night, and I 
had teachers like on speakers in my house. My husband was in a Zoom meeting supposedly all day and I took a bowl, the bowl of pasta and I threw it and it didn't break. So I crawled around on the floor, picked the pasta up, put it back in the bowl and threw it again and it didn't break. Oh my so God. Oh my God. I put the pasta back in the bowl and then I smashed it and it shattered. And then oh, my husband yes. came out and he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I can't do it anymore. He's like, what? You can't you do it? I go to the pandemic. It's not working for me. I just can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I can't do it anymore. I cannot live like this. Like I'm, I don't know what my brother and I, um, who create trial and error, we make yes. up days of the week. So he'll be like, happy St. Minkus day. <laughs> it it's already Bloomsbury. And I'm like, Jesse's turning squiddle teeth. Oh my god! And he's like, "Oh my god!" I remember when he was Tweebor. Like it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Nothing. I don't know. Do we go back to days of the week? What do we do? Time doesn't matter. Uh, time of the day doesn't matter. Days of the week don't matter. Nope. Like it's just All fuck it. Whatever. Do whatever you have to do to survive at this point. That's what I think. Well, my therapist very nicely gave me a way higher dosage of Xanax, and I'm so grateful I have for so it. much. I'm missing bottles, but I can't, um, I don't know who's taking it, but, and I've also dipped into my husband's, but also like I ate a mini cheesecake at three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, does this count as breakfast or is this like a snack? What is this? Oh, what is- I have fully gained like a I solid 10 pounds at least. I don't even know. Cause I don't have anywhere to weigh myself at home, thankfully. Yeah, but like, I'm like, this to. is for, this is for all the ICU nurses. Like I'm staying on my ass inside. <laughs> I am really. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Exactly. Well, we go on like bike rides and stuff around here. I have a beach cruiser. Oh, that's nice. Girls. My two broke girls Christmas gift one year was a big pink beach cruiser. And I keep Cute. expecting people to be like, you're canceled. But I rode my bike. <laughs> I ride my bike around here with my basket and I rode to Rite Aid the other night. And it's like, um, it, it's so weird. And we go on walks and stuff, but I don't wear a mask on my block. Yeah, we or around um, my neighborhood to ride bikes because that's what I've been told that it's fun. like I'm not gonna pick it up like on my bike. It's not I don't go that fast, but like <laughs> I also can't breathe in it. I don't know how to breathe in a mask. I'm like, yeah. like yoga breathing through my nose and then I start having a panic attack. No, I was gonna say Mike and I tried to go for a run for the first time with our masks on and it's literally I don't mean to be dramatic, but like you're being waterboarded. Like you there's can't. there's just no way to breathe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, it's very polarizing, all of it. And I'm very, I get into fights with people because they, I got shamed on Instagram for not wearing a mask on my bicycle. And then other people, I had had a coffee cup riding my bike by my friend's house and she videotaped it. And um, everyone was like, where did you get Starbucks? And I'm like, first of all, you can go to Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Second of all, I I ordered Starbucks cups on Instagram, on Amazon so that I could feel like a person. So like, oh, I love that. And where's your mask? And I'm like, my mask is in my basket. I'm not going to wear it when I'm riding around the block. <laughs> it's so shitty that on top of everything that we're all dealing with individually, we additionally have to deal with people judging us for it or yes. like trying to do the right thing when there is no everything that is the right thing is new information. It's changing yes. every day. And like we're all we're doing is sitting on our phones. So can we all agree to sit on our phones and like try to be nice or yes, not exactly. as assholey? It's just like, yes, Wah. but it's like a witch hunt kind of thing. Like someone like paid someone for a haircut on Venmo and everyone was like up in arms. Oh, my God. But oh. also, um, and I was like, where did you get your haircut? <laughs> um, 
but also like my daughter. Okay, so they say you can swim now. I'm probably going to get so much shit for this, but they say you can swim <laughs> together. So mm. my daughter, they've been isolated, our friends, and so have we. And my friend brought her daughter over, and they went swimming not near each other. Because chlorine kills it. Oh, there you to go. The CDC. Yeah. And it, first of all, it was like coming, getting out of prison. Like now I know how everyone feels. Even though we didn't hug <laughs> or touch, but we saw each other. It was like on Survivor when they, when people, they get to see their family. Yeah. Like a yeah. member of their family. So anyway, but her daughter had to use the bathroom really badly. And I was like, just go use our bathroom. And I said like, but if she gets water on the floor and slips in it and breaks her leg, you cannot say she was here. <laughs> so it's a witch hunt. And my daughter will say, oh, I went bike riding with Ainsley. And that's fine because we've been with them since the beginning. And also they're not touching. They're not near yeah. each other. But then yeah. it's like the kids are talking shit. Like the kids tell their parents. And then so I'm telling my kids to lie or like if, you know, or, um, you know, if my ha- I want my housekeeper to come. But I'm like, she's going to have to crawl under my daughter's online school. Like she can't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> like hiding it's like hiding like not like Anne Frank but it's like we're hiding like a you know like a housekeeper yeah or even just anything <laughs> or just even like a friend like crawling along the floor so yeah, I love it's, it. uh, it's a witch hunt if you have kids it's a good, it's I good just, lesson in lying teaching them how to lie yeah <laughs> I will I honestly wish I would have been taught to be less honest I would be so much oh, more successful I am such a good liar <laughs> oh yeah I, I my mom is very good at teaching starting with little white lies when I was little like yeah I, I feel like I came from that house I also recently was cutting a bagel and I full disclosure I was also a little stoned and I cut my hand super badly <gasps> And then, and this is like two weeks ago and my boyfriend comes into the room and there's like blood all over the kitchen and, and we both look at each other and he's like, oh my God, oh my God, do we like need to go to an emergency room? And then we're looking around and we're running around the kitchen. I go, I can't go to the emergency room during a pandemic with a bagel injury. Like I would rather die. I think. So what happened? <laughs> Luckily we just ended up wrapping it up very, very aggressively and it's fine. And I have a cute little mark on my hand, but I, oh, I was just good. like, oh my gosh, people like, like you, you saying the slipping and like breaking your leg. Yeah. Like, People are having other injuries and other sicknesses, but you're not thinking as much about like just the embarrassing ones, yes. the like completely preventable but you embarrassing still have injuries. To go to the hospital. You I would mean, have to like get way, yeah. Luckily for me, I was fine, but I I had this moment of like oh no, I would be so horrifically embarrassed if <laughs> I had be to. So happy admit to see this. you though. I think they'd be happy <laughs> to see you. I do. Instead of someone coming in with like their like like in like a hazmat suit and like it's like. Right. It's just me, like, giggling from being stoned. Like, hey, my bagel is bloody. Help me. I can't believe you took the time to cut a bagel when you were stoned. I would eat it like a Muppet. Yeah. I also, I stopped Tony from cutting it because I thought he would do a bad job. That was, like, fully what I was like. Don't step away. Let the professional do it. And then immediately stabbed my hand with this, like, big, beautiful bread knife. And was like, no. <laughs> so that's how my quarantine is going. Well, I um I wear Invisalign braces at night to sleep. I wear like a retainer thing. And um if I wake up in the morning and they're not in, it means I ate in the middle of the night. So I always I'm always afraid of where I'm gonna find them. I mean at least I take them out. It's impo- you have to though. Um so I, I'm like, where are they? And I'm afraid everywhere I look, I look in the freezer, they're not in there, thank God. I look in like the pantry, they're not in there, their fridge, they're not in there, and I'm like, all right, well maybe I like Maybe I just took them out and went to the bathroom. So then 
very sadly, I was in my garage and I walked by a box of snacks that I bought on Amazon, like quote unquote for the kids, like Cheetos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And next to a an empty bag of Cheetos, my Invisalign were resting on a box. Oh, no. Isn't that sad? It's like that moment of like, oh, and yeah. then I looked and the telltale signs, like my fingers were a little orange and I think I just was in denial. So it's been, that I mean, is amazing. I'm just, we're all thriving. I'm going to need, we're all thriving. I'm going to need a really big heads up before this is over because I need to, I need to, I need, I'm going to be a tear down. Yeah, I think, uh, like, I'm waiting for all the injections and things to wear off. You're going to be able to tell, like, who was sneaking stuff during the pandemic. The longer we're, especially, like, with the housewives, it's like, wow, Rena's face is folding in half or whatever. (laughs) She's getting stuff. She's getting stuff. By the way, that's so true. Like, my husband's going to know what I really look like. Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) Honestly, who cares? I Um, feel like they don't. They think, like, Kim Kardashian has, like, a natural look. You know, like, they don't know. They, whatever. She looks like right now. I know. Oh, the arguments I've had about the the phrase natural curls with boys. I could, <laughs> I could just scream until the cows come home. I'm like, no, that's a Victoria's Secret beach wave, you ignorant oh asshole. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. That's when I saw Heather, curls. Heather looks amazing. But she lives with a plastic surgeon. But I don't think she get. I don't think he works. I think she really looks... She looks good. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if she needed to get something done in the in the bathroom, I'm sure she could. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll figure it out. I was going to say the way that I found out that you are a Housewives fan is because I saw Heather Dubrow did a podcast episode with you. Yes, I've done a couple, a few. I think I've done like three. She is one of my favorite OC Housewives. She really brings the Judaism to that show, which is much She does. We're talking about Passover. Um, And I heard so much about um, your cooking situation. I learned a lot about an air fryer. My my air fryers. I am very sure that it's going to kill me someday. I'm sure. (laughs) that it is releasing I'm eating metal but I don't care because I make Brussels sprouts I also eat those like I eat like a Muppet like I don't even I don't even have teeth like I just I just my mouth just flaps open but I make fried Brussels sprouts in it oh my gosh and they're so good it's the best like you can throw any you can throw a shoe in there and it comes out like juicy on the inside (laughs) and like crispy on the outside I have two going at all times. So how do you know Heather Dubrow? How, do, how are you guys friends? So Heather was my, I was in a sorority, which is crazy. Um, but I was in a sorority in college because you had to be. And Heather was the head, like, um, pledge person, like mm-hmm. the captain or whatever. And she's older than me, um, a couple years older than me. And she was so terrifying. And the only <laughs> way I knew her was that, like, I had to, like, you know, I would have like phone and door duty where I'd have to stand like I'd have to like get up every time the doorbell rang and answer the you answered phones back then they were like house phones and she was so scary and we got hazed what what would happen is they would call us in it was like very jappy can I still say that word um, yes. If they you're Jewish, I think you can say Jappy forever. Okay. So they, yeah. they okay. Oh, thank God forever. So yeah. I will be saying it for, oh, that's such good. That's the only good news I've gotten in the last eight weeks. So <laughs> she would call us, they would call us. She'd have one of her people call us. It'd be like one o'clock in the morning. There were 66 of us pledges. Be at the house in 20 minutes. No makeup, no nail polish, no jewelry. Bring a pillow and a tampon. 
Oh my gosh. So everybody had to gather, like one o'clock in the morning, people had to go get people from like their boyfriends, not me, because I was single and alone. And then um, I had to act like I was at like some guy's apartment. And then we had to stand in size order in the snow. It was in Syracuse. We had to stand in size order in the snow till everyone got there. And then she would come out like in her like face, like in her eye mask or whatever, and be like, you guys don't even know how lucky you are. You're wow. so dis-. Like we would just get yelled at to get yelled at. Um, and I was terrified of her and my very good friend from sleepaway camp leslie solomon was very good friends with her and they were roommates and i would like go in their room and hang out and i would just not even look directly at heather because she was so luminous is that the word i was just afraid of her she was also in syracuse so we like we weren't really yeah yes i know it's an honor um but she was (laughs) so and she was in theater and she just was so together and i was just a circle and um (laughs) with a perm i think i had a perm no natural curls and then um years and years later and then she was an actress here and i think my brother knew her and stuff and then um i guess she's still an actress and then my publicist when i had the book my publicist got me um a spot on her podcast so that's how we reconnected and um you know so that's the Syracuse connection and then and we've remained friends since the first podcast so um which is nice I really like her I always liked her and I liked her on I didn't know what happened to her and then I saw the housewives and she was her house oh my god the (laughs) elevator and you can't even not like her for it like I still even like her yeah, I mean, she, you know, anyone who's going to go toe-to-toe with Vicki Gumbelson and oh Tamara and, you know, the whole Brooks situation and then Kelly Dodd, like, that last season yes. she was on. I'm like, yes, like, she is not afraid of drama, no. but she, and she... Well, I mean, she was Miss Syracuse, you yeah. can't be. But she's also, like, more sane than them, so you find yes. yourself, like, siding with her. She's, like, a perfect housewife. Now, why did she leave? Do you think it's because she was more sane? Like, she's smart. They were I also, think it's Vicky because... Vicki Dundelson, yeah. they give her credit because she has... She doesn't look as bad, right? No. She, like, she's kind still, of all settled in, in a nice she's way. She's thriving, right? Yeah. Gundelson? Dundelson. Gundelson. Does Gundelson. it matter? Gundelson. Gundelson. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think uh, Heather probably left because Kelly Dodd was just so insane that first season and was like really getting under, Yeah, you know, I think it was probably just time to go. I think you go out also, on a high, right? What a smart move because that whole franchise has turned into a debacle. That's like I, Orange County used to be my favorite in the days of Heather, especially. And then yeah. this, like the past couple seasons, it's just like a lot of them like screaming naked on the yeah. floor in like Mexico. And you're yeah. like, oh, this is That's like a so little New less York interesting. Yeah. New York is becoming a lot of that, too. You wanted to focus on Dorinda Medley, and you had a very funny take about uh, a kinship you feel with Dorinda Um, and your daughter. I noticed that Dorinda, after a few drinks, first of all, she starts out so affectionate and sweet, and then she reaches, she turns. Yeah. And she becomes Mm -hmm. vicious and mean and like says the most horrible things to people and is just a monster. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that my four-year-old behaved the exact same way. She's 10 now <laughs> and not better. But she would be, when she would get, when it would reach a certain time at night, like nine o'clock, she would get really affectionate and really sweet. And then I would know, um, I knew that if I said something like, let's go, get ready for bed, she wouldn't listen to me and she'd just start doing cartwheels and want me to watch her. 
And I'm like, okay, but it's bedtime. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, first she'd start kissing me and hugging me. And then I'd say, okay, we're having a great night. Let's get ready for bed. And then she'd just start doing cartwheels and not listen. And then the next thing I'd know, she would throw herself on the floor and be like, you don't care about my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody in this house hates me and you don't care if I leave. <laughs> And it's exactly like, so now, even if we'd be at at a store, and she's 10, and it's 9.26, and I'll just say, she's turning, she's turning, or here, like at home, like she starts, the minute she becomes affectionate, I'm like, get her into bed, get her into bed, (laughs) get into bed, and she knows, and then the next thing you know, you don't care about me. So it's, I say she's like Dorinda after, um, after two gin and tonics. I love that. <laughs> that is so funny. Because she's I, so, and she's so, why, why did Luann ever speak to her again? I don't know, man. Do they stage that? Do they script it? Or are they like, okay, she's going to say the worst thing in the world to you, but you know, you, we're going to, that's what tonight's going to be. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Like Dorinda to me, sometimes I think Bethany's lines sound a little bit written, you know, and she yeah. has so much power. She's been on the show for so long. She's had right. spinoffs and all that. Dorinda to me just feels truly like it's coming from an awesome, nasty place. Yes. And she's sort of like fancies to herself part of the mob, you know? So I believe that yes. she's just like, she's just arguing to, she's doing like the opposite of what a therapist would tell you, like arguing to hurt people or, or going for the yes. jugular, you know? And they're still going back, they're still going back for more. And she's such a gossip. And that boy, so they broke up, right? Her and the dry cleaner? Yeah, I guess so. Um, and she lives in like a studio apartment though, right? And then the Berkshires, that's so creepy. The Christmas in the Berkshires. Yeah, Bluestone <laughs> Manor. Um, oh my God. It's and they insane. All go. I did a little bit of a deep dive on um, Dorinda's money because we were like confused about. I mean, she's allegedly worth twenty million dollars. I saw that. It's the cashmere she started with. Yes. Yeah, so she had a cashmere business in London uh, when she was married to her first husband, and, and I guess, she loved him. Yeah. There's also some rumors that Susan Sharon from Sex and the City. Do you remember that character? Susan. She like gets. She has like a husband where it seems like everything's perfect. Perfect. And then she confides in Carrie that like her husband basically gets wasted and screams at her and says she's going to get a divorce and then oh, yeah, goes yeah, back yeah, yeah. to him. Okay. okay. Yes. So that's allegedly based on Dorinda's first marriage. <gasps> oh my He was horrible God. to her? Yeah. And it's the first, the first husband that she loved who passed away. No, 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 no. That's no. the second The husband. second husband passed away. Oh, okay. There's so much I got to keep track of. But Wait a second. Yes. I'm writing this down. Okay. So she was <laughs> So she was married to a guy who sucked and then she married the other and she finally left him or did he leave her? Yes, so she, she was married and she moved to London for a guy that sucked and she had that cashmere business and Princess Di was a client yes. and Joan Collins was a client and then she divorced him and she started working in real estate and moved back to New York and sold a townhouse to Richard and then got married to him. Um, as her second husband. And he is very interesting. He was like George Soros's right-hand man. Um, he like was Geraldine Ferraro's <gasps> speechwriter when she ran for vice president. Like he's very, very well connected to the political world, which is why I'm assuming Durand is so close yes. with Hillary Clinton and Madeleine Albright. Um, and on top of that, I found a very funny excerpt about their wedding um, that was in New York Magazine. Yes. They said, 
Medley and Richard married in 2005 and had a small intimate ceremony that had a 50s theme. It was at the Four Seasons. Um, according to the profile in New, New York? York Magazine, yeah, oh, right. uh, they turned the venue into an aquarium with multicolored koi and glass bowls as centerpieces, acrylic tables with small streams running between them, and lighting that cast aquamarine shadows across the draped chain curtains. What? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah, I have it. first of all a that. huge fear of aquariums, and then second is tacky ass weddings. That is what bananas. Fuck? But why? I, I have so no idea. and she really loved him, Richard. Yeah, because that's how she and Carol. Carol, I feel. I mean, honestly, that has to be okay. <laughs> Who went after Carol for not having kids? That was so mean. Was that Bethany? No. No, it wasn't Bethany. I'm I mean, to it was horrible. Was it Dorinda? Maybe it was Luanne because she was upset that uh, Carol was dating her like pseudo oh, nephew. Adam. Remember that? Adam. Adam. Yeah. That was really, really low that they said something about her not being a mother because her husband died of cancer. Like that's you can't go there. That's terrible. No, it's terrible. And Dorinda is very into like the afterlife, and she. It seems like she's never quite resolved like how Richard was taken away from her so quickly because we get right. those moments with her. Um, she with, cries about Richard. Yeah, and with the balloon where she thinks it's Richard visiting her, and the oh, change on the ground, and all yes. of that good stuff. I want to believe that stuff, but I feel like I really used to believe in psychics like a lot. And then this happened, and I'm like, why didn't they mention any? Like, you're going to be stuck in your house for two months <laughs> yeah. or longer. Yeah, for sure. Right? Do you think they're all yeah. flipping out right now? Yeah. <laughs> I, feel I think like, this hit them Why the didn't you see this coming, Yeah, guys? exactly. But Dorinda, I do want to say one thing, and I compliment her, because I have, like, veneers. Like, I had my teeth. I had, like, crooked teeth and whatever, and it was just it was just easier to get rid of them. But I <laughs> just get veneers. But... I really commend her um, not caring about her teeth. That's <laughs> like it's quirky, and I commend it. Very true. Like so I'm just rich. Nice to her chompers. <laughs> I am rich, and I'm not going to fix my face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just are going to be who you are. One thing yes. that's interesting about her too. She has such a fucking problem with Tinsley, which is so funny to me. Oh I was God. just about that? to say that. And that's been really relevant this season too, currently, of her just being like so condescending and bullying and like, what is the issue? I, I, I would just have no fun making fun of Tinsley. It just is like, I, I don't get it. What so, is her? I don't even, I know. And t- are Tinsley and Scott going to get married or no? I think they are and then are I think she's going to be or, miserable. They're engaged. Yeah. I don't know if they're married yet. And then I think she's. it's just going to be more of the same. Why has he broken up with her so many times? She has so much money. I think he thinks that it's embarrassing for her to be on the show and not like give up his whole life and go lock herself in wherever he is in Chicago. But it's like your fucking, you know, business is the coupon cabin. So oh, what is that? What is that? What's her? I don't what's... even. It's like he they find coupons for people and you get discounts. I don't know. I like it's not a good business idea at all. Um, But what I think triggers Dorinda so much about Tinsley is that Dorinda in a lot of these articles I saw is described as a New York socialite. And Tinsley for a long time, I guess, was like the socialite. Like she was in Vogue and she had like a deal with Dior and all of this stuff. And so I think I don't know something about it must just piss Dorinda off like she thinks she 
earned it more than her because Tinsley was kind of born into it. I'm not sure. There's been so much debate around Dorinda's drinking problem and her anger and whether it's a problem or not. But part of me thinks that she's just like a vicious person. So it's not necessarily that when she's drinking, she's vicious, you know, but it also is pretty embarrassing. Some of the stuff that she's been through on the show, I can't. I, I don't know. Maybe she just loves martinis too much, which I totally understand. She stirs up so much shit, and I don't know how any of them even talk to her. I really don't. Does she have any friends? Not really. I mean, maybe Sonia. They seem pretty tight. I think it gets to a place where it's like, if you've stuck it out this long, they just, like, respect you. You know? Yeah, I think so. And also, the poor Countess. I know. I mean, <laughs> honestly. Is she going to be okay? I think she'll be okay as long as her kids don't sue her for money again. <laughs> It is interesting now with Dorinda and Luann going back to the the drinking conversation because on this current season, Dorinda was just like, I don't think that Luann has an actual problem in any way. I think she just like, I've gone out with her a bunch and I liked it and we just get fucked up. And it's like, okay, well then maybe you both have, maybe that's the conversation you need to have with yourself, Dorinda. It's like, you don't think that either of you have a problem because you're both the same? Like It's craziness. And also the fact that they even are friends. Friends. I mean, how does anyone talk to her ever again? And why do they always pick up those phones? And they're whenever they call someone, they're available. So they must have a. I think I asked. They have to. I think I asked Heather if she has a separate phone. She had to have had a separate phone. Whenever yeah. I'm on speaker with people walking around my house, I'm like, I feel like a housewife. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, why do we think Dorinda has such a problem with like every time she gets in fights with people like Sonia or Tinsley? She goes for you fucked your way to the middle kind of thing. Or I didn't lie on my back to get these shoes, but it's yes. like Yes. You kinda did, Dorinda. Like But I also think you know? she, Yes. <laughs> but I also think she wish wishes she could. That's jealousy, mm, don't you think? I yeah. mean, look at that guy she was with. Yeah. He was horrible mm. too. Wasn't he horrible to Ramona? Yeah, he was first of all. He kicked talking, her out of that party. Yeah. He was basically saying that he rails Dorinda for six hours at a time on Viagra yes. and Ramona was like, Hey, maybe you wanna just check in on this because it's kind of gross. And then Dorinda was like, how dare you? How dare you? Get out of my house. <laughs> Get out of my house. And then they stay because the Uber, like, they're not picking them up. Their giant Cadillacs are yeah. not coming. They have to stay. <laughs> they have to sleep over. But also, she was really mean to Bethany, too. Yeah. She's kind of turned against everybody at a certain point. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Her daughter's gorgeous, though. Oh, what does she do? I have no idea. I've looked at her Instagram and she's just very pretty. So I, I there's nice. no mention That's of anything. Really... Just professionally pretty, <laughs> you know. One of my friends is obsessed. My friend Jenna is obsessed with the housewives, and she knows everything. And she texted something or or maybe put it on Instagram, but she said Dorinda boots on the ground, and I was like, what does boots on the ground mean? And it's like I guess like a like an army term where like mm-hmm. they've landed. So she's like boots on the ground at Bristol Farms, <laughs> Dorinda. Oh my god! So, wow. I know. I love it. I know. I wish I saw her boots on the ground. I would be so happy. Mm-hmm. And I have a staring problem, so I would just <laughs> stare at her. I feel like there's. It's funny because you know we've all worked on shows and we've worked with different actors and things, but I personally am the most starstruck by these people. Yes, <laughs> you know? me too. Because they're so accessible. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't like. Um, I don't like. Uh, what's her name from Beverly Hills? I stopped watching Beverly Hills because I can't stand Kyle. Oh, yeah. Oh, so wow. I stopped watching that one so long ago. But I did used to see Lisa Rinna up at the Beverly Glen Center a lot. And she's very nice. Oh, that's Ooh, good to hear. That's good to hear. She I love her. Is she still on nice. it? 
Yeah, yes, she she's is. still on it. She's, she's doing excellent. God's work, baby. Yeah, yeah she, she is, is actively on this show. Oh, good, mm-hmm. good. That's good. Okay. <laughs> That's really good. I feel better. Well, um, I think we've about covered everything. So thank you so much, Liz. Oh thank you. This was so much. This is the highlight of my, of my, what is it? A week? Are we still call it a week? <laughs> <laughs> Year. Um, this was awesome and you're so funny thank and you. fingers crossed for your pilot at Fox. I'm really rooting for it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just want to get out of here. I know. <laughs> I hope we get out of here. Stay safe. It'll be so soon. Yes. Stay Hopefully safe. I can meet you guys in person. Yeah. For some yes. point soon. Um, um all, all right. right. Well, thank, thank you. you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.